Hello and welcome to On the Screws Baseball. Today we're going to be predicting our MLB major award winners. Those awards being the MVPs, the Cy Youngs, and the Rookie of the Year awards. So Russ, who is your American League MVP? Well, for my AL MVP pick, I'm sure no one's going to see this one coming. Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I got Trout. I mean, I for some reason, he's going to come back with a vengeance. He said, I sucked last year, even though he finished, like, top five in every category. Oh, yeah. So, who is he's your ridiculous. dark horse? Yeah, he, yeah. Who is your dark horse in the American League? First AL MVP pick is Carlos Correa. We kind of discussed him in the last episode, and there's not a ton to talk about with him. Um, he's a guy. He's young. Looks like he could be a really good player, and he's already proven himself as a good player. So, I think there's a shot that in a contract season where he's coming up to maybe big-time offers, maybe not, this is going to be the year that he has to prove himself. So I think it's going to be a big year for the guy. For sure. I mean, I, I believe in guys balling out in their contract year. I, I really like Correa. Definitely can see him winning the MVP. Who do you have in the NL? Well, my NL MVP pick is going to be a 22-year-old left fielder for the Washington Nationals, Juan Soto. Not much to say about him. He had 351 last year, so and that was as a 21-year-old. So hopefully there's no uh, false COVID tests and he can play the full season. <laughs> if he does, the guy's a monster. So, th- I mean, there's not a ton to go over with him. Um, raked in the minors, raked last year, uh, Raked in every year of his career, so why not pick him to go out and rake again this year? He's not atrocious defensively. He's not great, but it doesn't really matter because he rakes. So I love Juan Soto as a player, and I think he can go out there and win the MVP this year. Definitely. I mean, he should have had an MVP last year. I mean, if he doesn't have that false COVID test, like you said, he, he definitely wins that MVP. He raked. That, that killed the Nationals too. Really, I mean, they lost. They mm-hmm. lost their swagger when Soto went down. Now, I was thinking I really wanted to go Juan Soto, but a lot of people were picking him, and a lot of people were picking Mookie Betts. Although I like Mookie Betts, I gotta go with my boy Ronnie Acuna Jr. Ooh, I like it. This guy is nasty. I mean, I don't like that he doesn't run through the bases, but he has. A stupid amount of pop. Like he, he's like as tall as me, and I'm not very tall. And he's smacking 500 foot ding dongs. I mean, this guy's ridiculous. He's oh, yeah. fast as crap. He, he could he'll hit 300 and then he'll swipe 40 and then hit 40 home runs. So a Cy Young pick. I'm gonna go with another safe pick, Jacob Degrom. He's been pitching like prime Kershaw over the last four years, you could say, and he seems to win Cy Young every year now. So. Why not go with him? I think he's another guy who's at the top of the Vegas odds. So if you're better, I guess that's uh, I guess that's the guy you want to go with. <laughs> yeah, DeGrom, he's also my pick. I mean, isn't he the only pitcher to win a Cy Young while having a losing record? I mean, that just, that just goes to show how good he is. It was 2019 he won the Cy Young. He, this guy, he'll throw 100 at your throat and then – He'll come back at you with a 90-mile-an-hour changeup. This guy throws gas. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Hell of a player. Who's your dark horse in the National League? 
So my dark horse for the NL Cy Young is going to be Julio Urias. And this is another guy similar to another guy in the rotation, Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller really could have been a guy that you could have picked for either award. But it's the same thing that I think limits Urias in that that team has some sort of mindset of limiting their starters and innings, um, everyone except for Kershaw. And I'm hoping not Bauer either. I don't know why they limit their their starters' innings. It's like they're constantly worried that their guy's going to get hurt, so they never turn them loose. But it's like you're setting yourself up in a situation where they're never going to get there then. Like, Bauer and – not Bauer. Bueller and Urias have had injury issues in the past, though. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they turn them loose this year. Sorry. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping they turn them loose this year. But, like, Bueller, he had, he had the injury issues in the minors. But it's been – like, this is, like, his fifth year now in the majors. Like, I mean, he had, like, a short stint in the majors. Yeah, but, like, yeah. this is going to be, like, his fourth legit year in the majors. So, like, wh- why did they wait? all the way until now to really turn him loose. Like, like last year, I get it. He had the blister issues. So, like, that was okay. But So, who is your dark horse in the National League? My dark horse NL MVP pick is going to be a guy who has been dominant and has really had that, quote-unquote, magic, El Mago, <laughs> Javier Baez. Um, he's been a guy who's been dominant for years and years now, Last year, he was terrible. Um, I'm just going to put it as it was. He was terrible last year. He hit just barely over 200. It's Javier Baez. We all know who he is. He's a big name around Major League Baseball. He's kind of one of those electrifying players, kind of in that wave of guys like Lindor, like Tatis. So, you know, I I know fans love him, and I love him too. So, got to go with Javier Baez. For sure, he. He's one of those guys that you say, man, that guy has swag. He's got the bat flips. He's got the glove flips, the tags, the diving plays. This guy's a stud. I mean, he's he's on the cover of MLB 20 to show. But, no, I, I'm, like I said with Correa, I'm a big believer in contract year guys. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the many free agent shortstops. Well, future free agent shortstops for this offseason. I believe that he's going to rake. And, you know, if the Cubs stink – he could be that could be traded, believe it or not. I he could be. I don't know if he will, but he very well could be if the Cubs are not willing to extend him for my National League MVP, Dark Horse. I think you're gonna like this pick, Russ. Michael Conforto of the Ooh. New York Mets. This guy rakes, hits a lot of home runs. Last year in fifty four games he only hit nine, but in eighteen and nineteen he hit twenty eight and thirty three home runs. He had a he had a two point one WAR last year, that's pretty good. That's he's on pace for about a six WAR if he were to play a full one sixty two, or roughly that. Yeah, that's pretty good. He almost had a one point OPS last year. I, he's a very dark horse MVP because he's not one of the top tier names, but he's definitely one of the more underrated names in baseball that a lot of people still know. Right, and um. I believe just going off the top of my head, um, last year I think he had a 153 OPS plus. Um, he did, yeah. Which is equal to Juan Soto's career OPS plus. So if that tells you how good Michael Conforto is trending right now, to be in that same category as Juan Soto, even for a season, 
you're a heck of a player. So, Pretty yeah, Jack, I, I like that pick. Russ, who's your American League Cy Young pick? Well, keep it simple. I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Um, not much to say about him. Uh, some speculate that he might be cheating. Who knows? Got a little that. bit. Got a little bit about that. Uh, he was on that team, so uh, <laughs> you know, anything's possible. But uh, he's going to be the AL Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, he's super easy pick. He's a he's a safe pick. I'm ninety five percent sure he's the betting favorite in Vegas to win it. Mm-hmm. I did not pick Garrett Cole though. I took Lucas Giolito. He Ooh. finished seventh in Cy Young voting last year, and he he was up and down a little bit last year. For being a star pitcher, he was up and down. Still above average, still good. Threw a no-no last year. And fun fact, his dad doesn't watch any of his games because he doesn't want to see him pitch bad. So his dad didn't even watch his no-hitter. So that's that kind of sucks. But uh, love Lucas Giolito. He's one of those guys who throws from that short-arm arm slot. Everything's tight, but he still throws gas. It's really weird. Go look up his it, pitching motion. It's motors. very similar to Bieber. Yes. Very... Very fun to watch. Who are your dark horse? Who is your dark horse AL Cy Young pick? So my dark horse for the AL Cy Young is going to be Jose Barrios. And this is a guy that through the minor leagues was an absolute monster from really 2014 as a 20-year-old to 2016 as a 22-year-old. He never went above that 2.90 ERA mark. His highest was 2.87. So really that can sum up how good he was in the minor leagues. That was all throughout basically triple a uh, in those three seasons, he was in triple a every single year. So kind of interesting that he never moved up 2016. He got his first taste kind of struggled, but ever since then, he's been kind of that kind of midline ace type guy. He's never really broken out into a uh, really like firm star, but he's always been a really good pitcher and He's got the stuff. The way he carry the way he carries himself is great, and I think this could be the year. Oh, so Jose definitely. Barrios, keep a lookout. That's right. He he's one of those guys where he's always going to have superstar potential, and it's just a matter of will he get there. I mean, mm-hmm. every single pitch he throws moves. So if you've ever faced a pitcher, if you're playing baseball, if you've ever faced a pitcher where he just doesn't throw a straight fastball, you know how hard that is to hit and to square up. So he, he he's a heck of a pitcher. So, I don't know if this is allowed or not, but my American League Cy Young Dark Horses, I have two of them, are Lance Lynn and Lance McCullers. Two Lances for you. Lance Lynn is the best fastball arsenal in baseball. Really upped his velo. He also, I'm pretty sure he has one of the highest spin rates on his fastballs. Fastballs, he throws three of them. High spin rates on his fastballs in the, the bigs. Lance McCullers just got a huge extension with the Astros. He's a very, very dark horse, but I really like McCullers. He's going to be given the opportunity to be the three-starter this year, especially with Verlander being out. Coming off of Tommy John, that scares me. But, man, this guy, his 12-6 curve is disgusting. It was a hell of a slider through what was, what, 29 in a row, 27 sliders in a row in the World Series against the Dodgers. Yeah, so, some, some ridiculous number. Yeah, he, he is very good. And they couldn't Super touch him. Super underappreciated. Yeah. Who is your National League Cy Young pick? So, from his technically rookie year, where he had the 2.62 ERA, 
Uh, we talked about that in the last episode. I get then why you'd have him on the innings limit, but that second season, that second like real season for Bueller, there's no point even by then to have him on that limit. Like he had already pitched his season, and typically you'll see with starters, injury or not, like Paddock last year, if it was a full season, would have been turned loose, and they turned him loose for the short season. So like Paddock was a guy who had injury issues prior to his major league career. And they turned him loose in his second season. So, like, like the Dodgers have an issue with not turning their guys loose. And Urias is one of those guys. If they turn him loose this year, though, um, I think he could be a Cy Young winner. He, he's got the stuff. He's got the look, I guess you could say, to him. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, if I'm comparing him to his teammate, Walker Bueller, who could easily be a Cy Young and could have been even two years ago, I, I think pretty highly of Urias. So, you know, even though it's my own pick, I like I like my pick there. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely, I love that pick, especially after having an awesome, awesome World Series and playoffs. That was nasty. Have you seen his uh, dad's tattoo? Um, I'm pretty sure it's his rib cage. Have you seen his dad's tattoo? <laughs> yes. It's 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 a work of art. You know how much pain this guy probably went through. It's on like his rib cage. I think it's on his ribcage. might be on his leg, but I'm 90% sure it's on his ribcage. It's a giant picture of his son, Julio, holding up the World Series trophy. Or he's pitching or something of the like. And it's just massive. It's just a picture of, like, uh, Julio Urias and his dad. His dad's shirtless just in the kitchen. <laughs> and it's just a really funny picture. I, I, I thought it was very funny. Credit to him, though, for getting it. <laughs> like... Oh, for sure, dude. My kid ever pitches in the World Series, I, I'm sure I'll get the same ribcage tattoo. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, my dark horse in the NL, Denelson Lamette, never gets the respect he deserves. And by never, I mean, like, the last year. He, You hear more of Chris Paddock should be better than, wow, Denelson Lamette is killing it. He had a 209 ERA last year and finished fourth in, in the NL Cy Young voting. And this guy is legit. He has a nasty wipe about slider and can throw 100 if he really wants to. He's had elbow issues in the past, but man, this guy, he is legit. So, who's your American League rookie of the year? L rookie of the year pick. I'm going to go with a guy who I guess you could say has been a little bit hyped up. I mean, when you're getting compared to Mike Trout, you got to be pretty good. So Jared Kelnick is going to be a star. And I think it's going to be rather quick for him to be a star in this, in this league. Like he's obviously going to have the whole service time manipulation thing. And there was a whole deal with that uh, in the off season and in the spring training and kind of hurts him a little bit. Um, And it also hurts a teammate of his, who will be coming up in the next couple of years, Julio Rodriguez. Um, you know, you look at that outfield, you've got Kyle Lewis, Jared Kelnick, and soon to be Julio Rodriguez. Not to mention another former top prospect who came from the Reds has been traded to the Padres, now to the Mariners. Like he's been on just a whole bundle of teams. Taylor Trammell. So this team is set for the outfield in the future. Um, 
I guess. can't find a word to describe how good they're going to be, but they're going to be that good. Whatever word there is out there to, to describe as good as they're going to be, that's how good they're going to be. So, you know, the fact that this guy is probably going to be the leader of that outfield that's going to be so good that I don't even think there's a word that can define it. You got to believe he's pretty good. So Jared Kelnick's my guy. Yeah, definitely. I, I I love everything about Kelnick except for the way that his name is pronounced. We talked about it before <laughs> the show. His name is spelled K-E-L-E-N-I-C. You'd think, oh, it's Kelenic. No, it's Kelnick. Yeah, sucks. And Kel- Kelenic sounds Kelen- so much better too. Like Yeah. So I don't know. I, I really hope that's just everybody that ever says his name ever says it wrong. And it's really Kalenic. But I, I'm probably yeah, that's probably not right. So Jared Kelnick definitely has superstar potential, and so does in the rest of that outfield potentially. Kyle Lewis, reigning American League rookie of the year. Julio Rodriguez. That guy is like what, nineteen, twenty years old. He can rake. And the Saga Russ was speaking of is the Kevin Mather uh, interview with the Rotary Club in Seattle. He trashed every single one of his players. He admitted to service time manipulation. If you don't know what service, service time manipulation is, you're, a guy's rookie contract lasts six years from the time he gets called up. So that way the Mariners can get seven years out of Kalenic. Kelnick, I'm sorry. They'll call him up in mid-April, so that way his timer starts late. So that way, by the time his quote-unquote six years would be up, it would be that season. So then he plays seven years instead of six. Happens all the time. It's the worst-kept secret in baseball. And it it sucks. But it's very friendly towards teams. Sucks for players because it takes out a year of them being able to be paid. Definitely has superstar potential. So doesn't rest that outfield. So I really like that pick. With for my American League Rookie of the Year pick, gotta go with my boy Bobby Dalback on the Red Sox. He's a lefty first baseman. He's like 26. He's coming up a little bit late, but this dude can rake. He's got seven home runs, and he's batting 296 in spring training as a guy that's only played 20 games in the bigs, 23 games in the bigs, and he has eight home runs. That was last year. What was that? Last year, 2019, he came up. Mm-hmm. But Bobby Dahlback, great opposite field power, great stick. He's great gap-to-gap power. Love this guy. Well, and I really like that pick um, because he looks like a guy that it's kind of – it's not going to be as bad as Joey Gallo is with the low average thing, but he's got that type of power, it looks like. And – only thing that worries me with Dalbeck is if you look at his minor league stats, he, besides his first year in like rookie ball, he never hit above um, 260. So that kind of worries me. He did have seasons where he hit like 27 home runs, 32 home runs. The power's always been there. The average kind of moves around a little bit and it's usually pretty low. So that worries me. But the fact that he hit 263 last year in his, you know, short taste of, my, of the uh, major leagues, um, he should be good to go. So as long as he can keep moving up in the batting average department, and like you said, he's hitting 296 in the spring. So 
you know, there's, I guess, not too much to be worried about with him, but he looks like he's going to be a guy who just rakes. Definitely, definitely. Who is your National League Rookie of the Year pick? So for my NL Rookie of the Year pick, I'm going to go with Sixto Sanchez. And this is a guy who's just electrifying. He throws a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. He throws – I know guys usually talk about a wipeout curveball. He's got a wipeout changeup. He's also got a wipeout slider. Everything he throws is so disgusting. Hitters really have an issue with it. And, in fact, last year he had a 3.46 ERA. So, if that gives you an idea, in just that short taste of the major leagues that he got, he was that good and that dominant. I mean, he was even just as good in the postseason. This guy's the real deal. He's got every bit of that swagger that you want a pitcher to have. I I don't think there's anything wrong with Sixto's game. And I, I just think he's that guy. I think he is that guy that's going to win Rookie of the Year. For sure. I mean, I don't like giving pitchers Rookie of the Year awards just because they don't play every day. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like pitchers winning MVPs. But, I mean, if you're going to pick a pitcher – Sixto Sanchez is the guy. I mean, he is a grosso on the mound. Everything is gross. His changeup, nasty. Fastball, he'll throw it 100. I mean, he's gross, man. Slider is great, like you said. I really like that pick for a pitcher. But I'm going to take Dylan Carlson on the Cardinals. Oh. He came up last year for a little bit. He's still eligible to win rookie of the year. He played in 35 games. He only hit 200 with only three home runs. He's a power guy. But if you look at his last year in double A in 108 games, he had 21 ding-dongs and hit 281. He's not going to kill you defensively. Although, I mean, eventually in his career, he's probably going to be moved to first base. Not going to kill you defensively. But if he has to start, he will. Uh, he When he squares up on balls, he definitely squares up on them. He had a home run where he hit it, the exit below was 109. Like, this guy's nuts. Wow. You talk about rookies, you can't really have a dark horse, can you? It, it's more of a, I guess you could say, a honorable mention. So for you, who is your AL Rookie of the Year honorable mention? Yeah, I uh, forgot about him. My honorable mention, Max Kirloff of the Twins. He didn't see a single pitch in the regular season last year, and it came in his first at-bat out of the alternate site, in the playoffs, and roped a single. I mean, this guy, he has great potential. He has silver slugger-type potential eventually in his career. He's not, maybe not his rookie year, but he definitely has a potential. I mean, Max Kirloff, he's the reason why Eddie Rosario doesn't have a job in Minnesota right now. That's why he's an Indian. They didn't sign his tender to keep him in Minnesota because they know Kirloff is going to be the man in left field. So my pick for the AL Rookie of the Year, uh, I guess you could say dark horse or honorable mention, was Bobby Dalbeck. I know that that's who you went with for your main pick. So since we already kind of broke him down a little bit, I'm not going to really go over him. Who's your National League honorable mention? So for my National League honorable mention, and I think actually there is a guy who fits for, I guess you could say, dark horse. Um, 
and it all depends on whether or not he still kind of, I guess, counts as a rookie. That's Gavin Lux, who was a former, like, top-tier prospect. He was hitting 26 home runs in a season. He hit 347. Like, he was ridiculous, but I'm going to kind of leave him to the side because he's more of actually, like, a legit dark horse. My honorable mention is going to be who you picked for your rookie of the year for the NL, and that's Dylan Carlson. I think he is as good of a hitter as you described, and really, I, I don't think there's much more to go over with him. He's he's the guy that looks like he's going to be just that good. So, who did you pick for your NL Rookie of the Year honorable mention? Well, before I pick my honorable mention, I want to say I love the Gavin Lux pick. I, mm-hmm. He's going to get. He's going to be a guy that always has that stigma of being a top prospect, where you always have high expectations for him. And like Jerks and Profar, he's always going to be paid because he has that top prospect aura around him where mm-hmm. he's, still, he's always going to have that potential. Whether he fulfills it or not, it doesn't really matter. He's always going to be paid. But Lux is, was supposed to be coming up. He was supposed to be the next best hitter in the game. He was supposed to be hitting machine. And then he was blocked up in the, in the majors. I mean, Seeger's at shortstop. He played... Lux played short in the minors. Seager's a shortstop. You got Kike Hernandez, who is now a Red Sox. He's been at second base the last couple of years. Chris Taylor, a utility man on the Dodgers. He's been a second base in and out. But now now the spot is up to Lux. So we can see what he's going to do this year. I, I don't expect a ton from him, but I do expect him to be a guy that you'll be comfortable with stepping up to the plate unlike have been in the last couple of years where he, he struggled at the plate. So my National League honorable mention is Kristen Pache. He's only oh. 21 years old, center fielder on the Braves. He struggled last year. He only played two games in the regular season and then 12 in the postseason. He's been on the second highest stage. I'm saying the second highest stage because he's not participating in the World Series because he's not on the Dodgers. But he's been he's seen playoff pitching where it's you must get this out. He didn't play amazing in those playoffs, but he he played a lot better than the stat line says. He only hit 182. I mean, he has a ton of pop. He's been the top prospect in the Brave system for a couple years now. I really like Pache. I think you're seeing so good in the playoffs regular season pitching is going to be a lot different and he's going to be able to hit the ball and I, I expect this guy to hit 300 he can swipe you 20 bags and he'll hit another 25 home runs mm-hmm. and and he's um he's another guy who like that Braves system when you're getting compared throughout your own system like like they've seen this other guy so when they're comparing you to a guy like Ronald Acuna, who the Braves, their system knows as well as anybody how good Acuna is and how good he looked coming up through the system. When they're comparing a guy like Pache to him, you know he's got to be pretty good. This is a guy that's got elite defensive potential, and he's shown that in the minor leagues. He's got elite speed potential, and he's shown that throughout the minor leagues, stealing a ton of bases. And the power hasn't really clicked yet, but... Batting average is there. He's hitting for contact in the minors, and I'm sure the power will click. He's got the size. Everything's clicked already. That's just the one thing that's got to go, and for such a young guy, I don't think you can worry about the power not being there yet. It, it'll come. 
Well, Jack, I think we had some really good discussions today about our predictions for the year. Definitely. It was a ton of fun, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this episode. We will be sure within the next week to have another episode out about our way too early reactions to the Major League Baseball season. The Yerminator, baby. <laughs> He's coming. He's got it going. So once again, guys, thanks for watching.